Hello, everyone. Just want to welcome you to AVPH's first podcast. My name is David Pedraza. I'm the program manager for the Youth Services Department here at Antelope Valley Partners for Health in beautiful Lancaster. It's a rainy day today. Uh, love hearing the rain fall down. But I want to also give my amazing team members an opportunity to introduce themselves as well, who will be engaging in this conversation today. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Armand Samioa. I'm a youth sports specialist in the youth services department and very excited to be here and to see um, how this podcast evolves. And my name is Melissa Camacho, also a youth support specialist here at AVPH. And I'm really excited to give this podcasting a go. Yeah, definitely. It's something we've been talking about as a department as, and as an agency for a while, just to bring different topics into the community where we can actually really start to address different gaps in our community, different areas of needs that the youth are going through. Um, the topic of this one is going to be really what we do as work, as youth workers, as an organization, how we really meet the youth where they are. We're also going to be discussing about different areas of needs that the youth have expressed that they need support in. Uh, going out and speaking in high schools, working with many youth in the Valley, we are able to really create a platform where they're able to tell us what they need, tell us their different concerns in this Valley where maybe they would go out somewhere else and their voices would not be heard. Our whole goal in this podcast is to really give the youth a voice. We really want to build our services on the voices of the young people. So today we're just going to be talking about what we've been doing uh, during COVID, the different struggles that we face. And Armand and Melissa have a unique insight to that because they work directly with the youth as case managers. So I'm, I'm excited to really hear what they have to say and different things that they face that I faced and just see how we can be better. Uh, I don't know if there is going back to normal ever again, yeah. mm -hmm. but I believe that we can be better every single day because the challenges that the youth face don't stop just because we're in a pandemic. So I'm going to bounce a question over to both of you. And I'm not even trying to take a hosting spot, but I'm just going to ask questions. Here we go. All right, David. <laughs> <laughs> what are, during COVID, what are the biggest challenges that you've been faced with to really reach the youth? I know everything went from in-person to virtual from two-week. We went from two-week flat in the curve to what are we at now? Two-plus years now? Just about. So just looking at this, we want to definitely be transparent, be honest, and be helpful in this conversation, but what what are the biggest challenges that you faced, Armand, during this time with reaching the youth? Uh, well, the biggest transition um, was from in-person to uh, a virtual setting. So I think the biggest thing at first was making sure everybody had access to Zoom. And if they didn't, you know, we would we would make make it happen either way, whether it's by uh, FaceTime, because usually a lot of people have uh, Apple phones. So um, another one I've heard of is Google Duo. So it's pretty much like a FaceTime type thing, but just for, uh, it's an app. But I would say that was um, the biggest thing. First, it was hard to get everybody on that. And then once we were on there, I would say the biggest challenge was um, having them feel comfortable and even even turning on their cameras so i know a lot of youth um, 
you know, they were already shy to begin with, but I feel like in this transition period, they kind of um, uh, became even more shy and, and hard to get them out into the outside world and communicating with us. So for me, that was the one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, no. And I feel like I have to echo what Armand said, was that getting kids to move on to that virtual platform was a little bit difficult just because they're more able to, like, if they are feeling shy, turn off their cameras or just, you know, simply not show up. And so I feel like that was really hard because, like, some of the kids that we already had were doing in-person stuff with us. And so once we told them, okay, we're going to be doing our meetings on Zoom, it almost seemed like they got a little bit more uncomfortable. I don't know if it's because it's more personal through Zoom than in person. Um, but, yeah, that was just really hard. And then getting them to, at first, getting them to hop on Zoom was a little bit hard just because they had all the time they wanted at home, you know, and they were doing online class. And so it's like once they were done with class, they were like, I don't want to sit on my computer. It's weird because it went from I want to be on my computer on my phone 24-7 to I want nothing to do with my phone or my computer. And so it was really interesting to see that. But even after, after in quotes, you know, after COVID, and stuff when kids went back to school it became hard again just because we didn't have that unlimited time with them it was you know kids are in school until 3 p.m if not later so i feel like the transitions back and forth have been hard overall but we're adjusting i -hmm. think yeah definitely i i couldn't agree more and i've heard many people also say and i was thinking about this this past week but I've heard many people say, oh, they're young people. They'll transition easy. It's technology. It's kind of like us with as adults. You know, we, our work has been separate from our home for so long. We've always kept those two worlds divide, mm-hmm. like separate, you know. We're, when we're home, we're engaged with our family. We're doing this or that. We're, or we're just relaxing. Yeah. You know, and work kind of invaded that space during this past season, which has worked, which also has been a challenge. And I think it's... I was thinking about this, but I think it's also been the same with the youth where they saw the virtual world as their getaway, their fun, their escape, their, their way to just be themselves. And now everything else invaded that space on them. So where it was like, Hey, let's jump on, play some video games. Let's do this, that now their their virtual space is being invaded by saying, Hey, I need you to meet up with me. We need to now have class all day Mm -hmm. in this virtual space. And then like, both of you working case management, working one-on-one with the youth. It's hard because I'm sure in the back of their mind, maybe they haven't been able to express it or be heard. I've heard from many youth though, where they're saying that's my space, you know, and I'm not referring back to social media, my space, but that, (laughs) that was their space where they just got to be themselves. You know, and, and that kind of became a challenge for us as a department. How do we engage with them in that space to not make it feel like school, to not make it feel like it's another PowerPoint presentation. It's not just another Zoom class time. You know, we wanted you to engage. But looking at that, we as a team, we had to have a conversation and just talk. How do we do that? How do we meet them where they are? And I'll share one thing that we did and then I'll bounce it to both of you so you can really finish off what we've done and what we continue to be doing. But we started to ask the youth, what are you doing? Um, 
what are you doing in this virtual space? And a lot of them were saying video games, obviously, that's nothing new. We expected that. A lot of them were saying they're watching Twitches. They're up in Discord, watching mm -hmm. live Discords. TikTok. So, TikToks. <laughs> yeah. all, all of this, this is all real. So what we started to do is we created a Discord account. Mm -hmm. We started to play video games, started to play tournaments. And we did some other things that the team will share right now. But we really had to throw out the idea of an ex expectation that isn't realistic to meet the youth. Because a lot of times in youth services, um, I've noticed that we bring a template to the youth mm -hmm. where we say, hey, we need you to fit into this. But I think we need to start saying, how do we fit into what they're doing? Yeah. And as adults, I don't think we do that enough. And I say that as a challenge. I say that as kind of a way to drive different youth workers in this area. We need to start talking to the youth. We need to, the data we pull and track, it needs to be based off their voices so that we can learn how to meet them where they're at rather than giving them an unreal expectation when we go to meet them and say, we don't want to just say, hey, we need you to fit into this mold when you were, you don't even, you're not even looking at the mold. We need to just go meet them where they are and we need to be a lot better at that. So looking at the virtual platform, I mentioned Discord, how we were starting conversations. We would share our events that we were doing on Discord. Uh, we would also ask them questions like, how are you doing doing today? How are you doing this week? Yeah. And that really speaks into their mental health, their coping skills during the season, which has been challenging. We've been in a season where we saw suicidal ideations in ERs for young people uh, go up more than ever these past two years. And that's not something we should just look at and be okay with that's something that should be a call for us to really create opportunities for young people so they don't get stuck in that space but what are some other virtual opportunities that you've been able to create uh yeah so the video games are definitely uh, a big hit uh with fortnite being um probably the most popular um among us we've done um rocket league uh, <laughs> which armand is very good at rocket league everybody armand. i'm all right i'm just better than david <laughs> <laughs> he is he is not for long <laughs> yeah. go ahead but, um yeah so those those games have been a big hit but besides that we've also tried to do um art workshops uh that's been a big outlet for the kids and i feel like the younger kids they really gravitate towards that uh, I mean, personally, for uh, the older kids, it's been harder for me to get them to join. We, we've had a couple here and there, but as far as the younger kids, uh, that, that I would say that's the most packed workshop that we've had. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we, we've just tried to, everything we do in person, we've just tried to move it over to the virtual setting. And, um, and, and it has been um, uh, effective turning uh that into the virtual setting we have had um a lot of youth come in um i would say with schools starting back up it's been hard that's been another challenge um and and that's a good thing too because i think now that they've gone back to school they do like that social interaction again mm -hmm. and yeah. a, and a lot of them are getting into sports so they they don't have time for the virtual but, um, you know, we're still doing them. We're still keeping it open for, for all of the youth if they want to join. And we're always open to, to new ideas. Whatever the youth want to do, 
that that's what we want to do for you yeah no and just you know reiterating what you guys are saying it's like yeah we did try to meet the youth where they're at without invading their space and so it's like we offered these opportunities like rocket league Fortnite, um mario kart stuff like that but it was never a you have to come to this workshop type of thing because sometimes kids don't like to play with other people that they know and so it's like we were meeting these kids where they're at with all those things and it's like even on the surface a lot of people saw <laughs> when we did our video game tournaments as oh you guys are just messing around you're not working but it's like no because <laughs> <laughs> during during these tournaments during these games we're still chatting with the youth mm -hmm. and it's a lot more casual it takes off that stress of i'm being watched type thing or i'm being interviewed and makes it a more relaxed setting for the kids to open up and talk about what they're feeling or what they've seen and stuff. And so I think like it was really successful that we were able to kind of blend into that virtual world and stuff and even offer different opportunities. Like we did still have our life skills where we were online teaching kids how to do resumes and stuff like that. So it's not like it was all fun. There was learning to uh, there was a learning piece to all of it. And so I think it was it was just really interesting to see which kids gravitated towards what. And I believe there there's a success story, right, for the life skill workshop. Do you want to tell? Do you yeah. want to share that? Yeah. So we did have one youth who's been in our program, gosh, like two years, yeah, almost two yeah. years. And he came in, you know, looking to turn his life around and stuff, came to us, asked us to help him build his resume. We helped him, you know, load up his resume, create a LinkedIn account. And stuff even helped him with mock interviews. And I feel like within a month or two, he came back. He goes, I got a job. Wow. And it's like, <laughs> sick. That's, That's life awesome. right there. That's life giving. That's awesome. That is a success story. That's one of many. Yeah. I mean, we could really sit here and just talk about the great things that have happened. We, we look at the struggles. There's obviously been challenges, you know. We were really learning how to adapt. And we had to adapt. Mm -hmm. we, there was no... Um, do we have to adapt? It was, we had to adapt. We had to adapt to the change. We had to adapt to the virtual space. We had to look at expanding what we do as professionals to reach the youth. You know, we, we weren't taught a lot of this in school. No. <laughs> you know, no. a lot of this was really learning on the fly, but just being open to really being creative in this space and this time, which isn't easy all the time. This, this was not easy. You know, th there was a buildup before we got, got to the fun and games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a whole lot of conversations. There was a whole lot of brainstorming. There was a lot of things that we didn't succeed in, mm -hmm. you know, just being real transparent. But we had to do that so we could learn what worked and what didn't work. And I think that's what makes, makes us honestly unique here yeah. at Antelope Valley Partners for Health, where we're encouraged to be creative. We're encouraged to look beyond the norm. Uh, we definitely honor things in the past, but we look to build on that. We don't ever want to just say, this is the way we've done it for so many years. That language is really hurtful to the young people. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I've heard, I've heard different people say like, well, they shouldn't be on virtual so much. Yeah, but that's the world that they're in right now. So how can we meet them there? Yeah. You know, and if we keep saying when I was younger, I wouldn't have done this. <laughs> we've all heard that. Yeah. That language does not help young people. We need to understand that they have the world's problems and the world's challenges 
at their fingertips every day with just their phones. So how many narratives, how many topics are going through their heads and how can we help as an agency to really slow that down where they focus on their, their mental well-being? You know, what are your thoughts right now? What's going on? Cause we did have some youth yeah. that were coping in unhealthy ways, mm-hmm. you know, in this Valley, um, many were, many were vaping, which is so harmful for them. It's not just, uh, this smoke that smells like fruit or anything, you know, it is harmful to their lungs. And we have an amazing group here that also goes into the schools and talks to young people about that our smoke free outdoor team. Yeah. But they were coping by vaping, um, using marijuana, also going into the medicine cabinet and getting prescription drugs and using those just to get a temporary mental exit of this season. And we wanted to promote something healthy. Like, let's just chat. Let's build your resume. Let's set some goals. Let's play video games. Let's just talk. Um, And I think the biggest thing that we've done is we listened first. We didn't just come with, a couple of pages or a script we actually wanted to just listen to the youth and we've tracked data on things that they said mm-hmm. i know we spoke to multiple high schools uh, during assemblies and we had over a thousand youth share what one thing would be that they'd like to see in this city mm-hmm. that they'd like to see in the antelope valley and you know, I, I was thinking that they were gonna say like Disneyland or Top Golf, which please someone build a Top Golf out here. Tons of desert, tons of yeah. land. Please build a Top Golf. That's my plug for that. But the one thing that they said surprisingly was they want a safe place to hang out and be themselves. If we can't take care of that for these youth, then we're not doing our job. Yeah. We're not allowing them to dream bigger than that. They just want to be safe, and that really speaks to have we been listening to them? Why has this not been created? Is it because of restrictions? Is it, there's no building for them is what does, why is this even a concern? You know, so these are just different things that we've asked the youth that they've shared back, but what are some right now with so many different things I was talking about, like coping skills, uh, youth going into the medicine cabinets and coping in unhealthy ways, which we are, we do not promote. We, we promote them to cope in healthy ways, you know, talk to a friend, talk to a loved one, talk to someone that's for you. Look at your surrounding community. Is your community really promoting you to a healthy place? Cause sometimes it's not. And we we're honest with you. How do you remove yourself from that community? But what are some other helpful services in this community that can help really help support youth, young people. And when we talk about youth, I'm talking K through 12. So what are some different services that are out here in this city? Well, I can share. So I know during the pandemic, Penny Lane had limited a lot of their services and stuff. They were prior to COVID. They had a lot of in-person stuff and things like that. But it's like during COVID, they were still offering, you know, workshops and virtual events. Like they did really good, like just as well as us meeting the kids where they were needed um we had things like the moa offer you know to go arts and crafts kits and stuff like that um i believe it's children's center was doing stuff like that as well you know there was still a lot of outreach going on it's not like you know all these organizations just stopped yeah no that, that that's very honest uh, 
Penny Lane does a lot of creative things. I would I would recommend looking at their calendar as well. They have an amazing youth calendar, and there's always opportunities every single day of the month, and that's something we try to create as well. So, I know another organization was Valley Oasis was also doing oh, an amazing yeah. job, really trying to find housing support. Yeah, they were for young people and just the family in general. But there are services in our valley that maybe people don't know about. So we just really want to highlight those because it really takes a village to support these youth. Um, AVPH has really become an amazing hub of just support and services to really help people navigate through challenging times right now. Things that we've actually been able to do here at AVPH to really bring in other partners and collaborate and how we can create opportunities for young people and, and just families in general is Antelope Valley Partners for Health and our youth department created a youth coalition and we wanted to bring youth to the table and I'll have Armand speak more on that and different things we've done and different goals we have for the future. Yes. And yeah, I believe we changed our name. The old one was AV Youth Opioid Coalition and mm -hmm. it's, change to AV4 Youth? Yeah. Yes, coalition. AV number four. Yes, youth. number four. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our, our new coalition name, which we, we voted on. And um, yes, it's just a great um, hub for all of our partners and even youth to be a part of. Uh, we actually do have a youth that joins uh, by the name of Jillian. She's a, a really strong leader here in the Valley. She, she um, and that's another one, Agents for Change. That's who she's a part of, and they do a lot of events for um, and programs that help the youth, whether it's um, education. Uh, one program was even learning, I believe, physics through Minecraft. Mm -hmm. So they, they actually had a good turnout with there. And um, in these coalition meetings, we have um, partners that join, such as the, the um, Lancaster Sheriff Station. Uh, we have people from... Um, Department of Mental Health. It's just really a good place for us to share information and just start to talk about what we want to do and how we can do that to to just bring more um, awareness to the youth and to help them by bringing more things for them to do. Um, even at these, uh, you know, we like I was saying, we we want more youth to join because listening to the youth, uh, that's a big part. Uh, we don't know exactly what's needed unless we hear from you. So whoever wants to join the, the coalition, we are you know, more than welcome for, to you joining and we just wanna hear from you. Yeah, d definite. And different goals we were working on before the pandemic took place was we were looking at doing a community 5k run. Yeah. We actually created multiple flyers to bring opioid awareness for young people in the hospitals and the schools, which uh, two of our local schools actually have those flyers up. So, you know, it, it was a big goal that we had. Mm -hmm. There were, there was a different process that we had to go through to get them in the schools, but ultimately the coalition itself made it happen. The collaboration mm -hmm. efforts made it happen. And it's exciting to see and we're looking at moving forward and creating a youth symposium, uh, working on the data of that. But these are things that we definitely want to achieve. We want to make happen for the young people in this valley where we could bring multiple high schools, middle schools together to talk about the issues and challenges that they're facing every day that ultimately impact their homes. Yeah. 
you know, you don't just take on a challenge and a, and an issue and just leave it at the doorstep. Uh, I, that would be great. That would be amazing. But a lot of times this actually goes into your home and it in fact impacts the relationships inside of your house. And we want to help that. We want to help the overall well-being of young people. Yeah. That's our goal. And I feel like our coalition, you know, but like Armand said before, it was the AV Youth Opioid Coalition. And even then, just how you're saying now, David, we were focusing a lot on overall like well-being for kids. And so that's why now, like, even though our coalition has changed in name, we're still focusing on, on a lot of the same things. Like, we still want kids to succeed. We still want kids to have, you know, good futures and stuff and positive outlooks. And so it's just really a name change and a slight change to the goals that we have. But overall, the goal is the same. It's to provide help for the youth in our valley and you know the collaborative effort that we have with all our partners makes that happen so definite definite and kind of we'll start wrapping up a little bit but we've enjoyed this time to just conversate and talk with everyone and if you would like to be even a, a guest on our next podcast or future podcast please let us know you can email us uh, give us a phone call we would love to talk with you we're all about bringing in people different agencies so that we could be better every single day for the young people. So if you want to be part of the conversation, like I'm saying, please feel free to call us, um, email us. We would love to partner with you, bring you on to a future podcast. Some future ones that we're looking at developing is with uh, department of mental health, our local sheriffs, different community members. And of course we want to bring a lot of youth in here. We just want to talk to the youth and give them a platform to just share what life looks like right now for them, uh, share challenges and successes that they're going through, that they're, they've experienced during COVID and that they're experiencing still right now as we're still continuing this whole conversation. But please be on the lookout for future podcasts. I appreciate the team being here. I appreciate all of you listening. Please share it. Uh, if also... Are there any areas of need that we're in need of as a team? I know if you're a tutor oh, yeah. or if mentor, <laughs> please reach out to us. Yeah. Do you have anything else, Melissa um, or Armand? 100%. If you're looking to tutor any youth from, you know, elementary school to high school, please, please reach out to us. Math specifically. Math we specifically. Need, we need help with math. That is not my yeah. gift. Um, if you have anyone that you know that needs tutoring, we're more than happy to help them out. Um, keep an eye out on our calendar. We do have some cool stuff coming up. I don't know when this will be out, but we do have, you know, movie nights that we do on Discord. We do arts and crafts, homework help, um, some video game tournaments, stuff like that. Um, follow us on social media. Yes. Follow us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. AVPH. Follow us. You'll see the latest and greatest posts of different things <laughs> that are coming up. We have amazing food pantries for the community every month. Uh, there's all kinds of opportunities. So follow us on social media. And even if you're looking at some kind of need or something, um, feel free to DM us on social media. We have an amazing social media team that oversees that. Um, every single day, even into the weekend. So please send messages if you have a concern, a question, or a need. Uh, that's why we're here. That's why we exist as a nonprofit is to serve the community. And the challenges never stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As long as there's a city with people in it, there will always be a need. And that's why we're here. 
And just to add on, I would say if, if even you wanted to help us lead a workshop, whether mm -hmm. it's art, video games, uh, on the technical side, I know the youth are very smart. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I know we need help with uh, Minecraft. Uh, sometimes setting up those rooms can be confusing, but I know it's not even a difficult thing for you kids. So if ever you want to help us lead anything, uh, yeah, we're, we want to hear from you and we want you to be a part of us. So um, please feel free to reach out to us. That's a, that's a great, great point, Armand. Even as you're saying that, I just want every young person to know if you want to do something, if there's something you want to do creatively and, you know, you haven't had an opportunity to do so, whether if it's a workshop or editing, if you want to edit our podcast, if you want to run our, our uh, what is this called, a soundboard? Mm -hmm. If you want to run our soundboard <laughs> during our podcast, please reach out to us. It would be great. I don't mind handing this off to a young person and saying, hey, you, you want to run this. It, it might be your talent that one day creates income for you to actually do big things in the world you know so if there's something that you want us to create please reach out to us uh we definitely want to be creative all always as a team and we want to create opportunities so we want your voice to be heard and we're here to support what that need is so. and another thing i feel like in our department it is really creative and really the only limit is just what we can think of so it, mm. it's just really a great, uh, that's, you know, environment true. for you kids to be a part of because we're we're willing to try new things and we're, we're open to a lot of your suggestions. Definite, definite. And if any of you think you could take Armon in Rocket League, please reach out to us because he beat me pretty bad uh, the other day. And one lost six zero. Yeah, it was rough. We don't need to mention the score. <laughs> but, uh, if, if there's video games you want us to create a tournament like Madden, FIFA, any sports games, racing games, whatever, please let us know. We we may not be pros at everyone, but uh, or any of them. <laughs> but we're all about joining you and creating that platform and that space where you could just be in a healthy, safe environment. And where we can all just talk about life. So please reach out to us. That's why we're here. Thank you for your time. And let's just be let's just all be better for the young people in Antelope Valley. Yes, thank you everybody. Thanks. We appreciate you. Thank you. Peace out, everyone. <laughs>